The Reverberation Appreciation Society, Timber Concerts, and CITR are bringing you Levitation Vancouver once again in the heart of the city from June 16th to 19th. Featuring local and international experimental and psychedelic artists, Flying Lotus, The OCs, White Lung, Dead Ghosts, and so much more. Check out the schedule and get your passes now at levitationvancouver.com. Another night's work well done. And so easy without that nuisance Spider-Man. I didn't know you cared. You! Yes, Electro. And I'm going to short-circuit you once and for all. You would have been better off in the hands of the police. You are no match for my power. It takes more than power to win. It takes brains and knowing your enemy. I'll pick my power against your brains any day. What was that? That, my thieving fiend, is the result of brains. Use your brain. Turn off all the lights when you leave a room. If every household in BC turned off one light bulb for four hours a day for one year, it would save enough electricity to power all the homes in Mission for an entire year. This Power Smart play brought to you by BC Hydro Power Smart and CITR 101.9 FM. There's only one way that old clunker is going to make you feel good again. Donate it to Bullying Canada. Check this out. Free towing or pickup of your old vehicle. A tax-deductible receipt. And a super easy process. Online at bullyingcanada.ca. Get rid of that old vehicle and feel good about supporting real solutions for change in your community. Donate your old or used vehicle to Bullying Canada today. Full details online at bullyingcanada.ca. Another night's work well done.
On CITR 101.9. I'm Dama. And I'm Dora. And we're broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver, BC. The Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show where we try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film. And um, today we're going to be talking about Sam Mendes, the cool director that lots of people seem to forget about. Like, I had forgotten about him until uh, Dora told me that we should do a show on him so me too i forgot <laughs> about him until i said that as well yeah that is a good reason to talk about a director so <laughs> especially a, like a pretty good one yeah like yeah. he should not be set aside he should not be forgotten uh what you just listened to was devil's got a gun by white horse a band from hamilton ontario so yeah that was fun uh reason that we put that on today is that Sam Mendes actually directed two of the latest uh, James Bond movies, and CBC uh, put White Horse as one of the bands that should write a James Bond song because they're cool like that. So that's what that was about. I wish that was a genre, James Bond song (laughs) genre. I'm pretty sure it's some sort of subgenre. We just, if you dig like deep enough, it's just kind of like wizard rock, like James Bond rock, (laughs) I believe. I guess we found it in this band. Exactly. Exactly. We are just cool. treasure hunters like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Dora, what did you watch this week? So this week I watched American Beauty, which is like the classic yep. um, Sam Mendes movie. And Away We Go, which is a movie with John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. Two actors who I like love. I've been watching The Office like pretty regularly recently, so I was like very down for it. Nice. Um, I guess I'll just recap American Beauty because you watched it too, right? Yeah, so we can both talk about that. Cool. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I kind of see it as like a movie about this dude who's really unhappy with like normal life, normal as in like scare quotes, and like like perpetuating this idea of normalcy and like happiness when he's super unhappy and his wife, his marriage is kind of falling apart and his relationship with his daughter is pretty bad. Um, and, like, the, he becomes obsessed with his daughter, his, like, 16-year-old daughter's, like, friend. Yeah. Um, and is like, I'm going to, like, like, he's in love with her and he's like, I'm going to make her love me. Um, and everything he does is kind of motivated by his, like, fascination with this girl. And in, like, the, throughout the course of the movie, like, it comes to light that, like, his marriage, like, really is kind of over. His relationship with his daughter kind of gets worse. She gets a boyfriend, and they, like, talk about beauty in America. And then, um, yeah, and then it ends. <laughs> um, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, and no then away we go. Oh, do you want to add anything to that? Uh, I just synopsis? think, like, one of the things that's kind of important is, like, 
the actual relationship he has with his daughter like you said like he barely has a relationship with his daughter and it becomes an important thing in the film like how much his daughter grows to hate him because of how he acts around her friends like it's in the first scene of the movie like the daughter being filmed by some person that we don't know at the time and the daughter's just talking about how she hates her dad and she wants to get him killed which is like wow that's some like pretty heavy stuff but you kind of like shrug it off as a teenager type of thing uh like oh i hate my parents but like yeah, yeah this girl is just like very she's in this super dysfunctional family and i think it's like very interesting how uh mendy's explores like dysfunctional families in general um like we see it at first in american beauty but in most of the movies that i've seen like he always tends to explore like family roles gender roles and like just the american dream and how like it's not actually such a dream i guess yeah, but this is also something that I noticed. I feel like it's the same as um, when we talked about Christopher Nolan, how he kind of has this like niche idea of like a niche set of um, themes that he kind of explores, mm-hmm. and he never deviates from it. Like he never really goes beyond that, which is like it is cool that he like does have a specific set um, that he knows. And when you kind of go into the Sam Mendes movie, you know what you're kind of get gonna get. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I feel like, like, Revolutionary Rose, American Beauty, Away We Go, like, how many movies do you need to make about dysfunctional families <laughs> before you move on, kind of? No, that's, yeah. just, that's just, like, what I got from it. Like, like I, I mean, he makes great movies, mostly good movies. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of, I think it's kind of boring at this point. Yeah. That's I don't, I don't want to be harsh to Sam. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, for me, I, like, with what you just said, I just think of in Anna Karenina, Tolstoy's novel, he, one of the things that is, like, one of the only things I liked about that book, actually, was uh, a quote that he's, like, um, every functional family is the same, but every dysfunctional family is, like, dysfunctional in its own way. So I think maybe that's kind of the type of thing that Mendes is going for. Like, yeah, he does dysfunctional families all the time. From what I've read, like, almost all of his movies are about either dysfunctional families or exploring the male psyche. Um, And it's like, yeah, they're all about dysfunctional families, but every dysfunctional family is dysfunctional in a different way. So, like, from the movies that I watched, at least, I thought it was interesting how he explored it in different ways. But obviously, like, yeah... He's he is a director that doesn't take many risks in terms of themes. He doesn't take many risks in terms of what he's actually going to make movies about. It's always the same thing. So I agree yeah. with you on that. Uh, but like I do see like an art in refining the like the themes that you deal with, so that you can deal with them in different like angles, which I think was cool. Uh, specifically totally. for American Beauty, I thought it was interesting that we saw like, both the father's point of view a lot, as well as the daughter's. Like, I didn't expect the daughter to have such a critical role as, like... Had, had you never seen it before? I had, I had. Oh, okay. But just, like, the first time I saw American Beauty, I didn't expect the daughter to have a critical role at all. I was like, you know, he... Normally, these types of movies focus on the one character that's obsessed with the one other character. But it wasn't only about Kevin Spacey. It was about the daughter, like, 
observing this so not only is yeah are, are we experiencing the father's desire for like his daughter's friend we're experiencing the daughter's jealousy over it and how she's like perplexed at the fact that that's, that this is even happening well i would also say that that's just like him um i think he does have a really um firm grasp on like what a dysfunctional family is mm-hmm. and like it isn't just like one person playing a role and contributing to the dysfunctionality it's like several parts moving and contributing to create this like nebulous of unpleasantness mm-hmm. um and i do think that children are often just kind of like caught up in that and are mainly observers um even though it's like they are kind of like used and they do play a part but it's it's more um they're played versus they're playing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and um, I think he, like, definitely, like, has a really, um, Sam Mendes has a really firm, like, understanding of that. Um, and I think it's pretty hard, it's pretty e- or easy to, like, conflate, like, like and, like, put blame on one person. Um, and I think it's good that he, like, acknowledges the different factors that add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I, like... I agree with this thing that is said. <laughs> um, but I also, so the other movie I watched was Away We Go, yeah. um, which I am, like, really high up for because it had a lot of really good actors, but now that I'm, like, I've thought about it a little bit, it was a pretty bad movie. It was, um, it was like, about, there's this couple, my Rudolph and John Kaczynski, and they, like, they get pregnant, and they decide to leave the city that they're living in and, like, go visit their friends in all these different cities. Um, and so they kind of visit these different, all these families that are dysfunctional in all these different ways. And, which is cool, like, he, he like, explored the different types of dysfunctionality almost. But it was, it was not very well written, and it didn't make a huge amount of sense. Um, <laughs> but... What I thought was cool about it, or at least the most interesting about it to me, was there were all these actors who um, are now, like, pretty big and, like, pretty serious. Like, the, the Danny from the Mindy Project, like, I can never remember his name. Um, <laughs> Maya Rudolph. I think it was, like, a lot of people's, like, breakout, like, this is my serious movie, like, take me seriously. Um, and I, I don't think it did very well because it wasn't very good. The acting was pretty good, and... It was a lot of, like, a lot of people's, like, a lot of people's, like, I think it, like, jump-started their, like, serious career, which I, which I think is cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, almost as a vessel or talent. But besides that, like, that's, like, the one super nice thing I can say about it. <laughs> that's fair. And, like, what exactly didn't you like about it? Um, well, I guess it was, like, mainly... The uh, the families that were, like, the different kinds of families that were shown um, were obviously super problematic and for a lot of different reasons. But the reasons were so exaggerated, and I don't think that it was the actors, like, overplaying it at all. I think that they were actually written to be very, like, dream mm-hmm. um which can be used effectively um to like make a point 
Yeah. But it just seemed like, it just seemed kind of like arbitrary exaggeration. And it was it just wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable to watch, okay. I don't think. Okay, that's fair enough. And it was especially um, sad because I feel like at least Revolutionary Road and American Beauty, like, it's, it's like, I think it's good that he focuses on, like, one specific. I think, yeah, maybe it was just, like, a bunch of different, like, problematic families that were shown. And, like, yeah, because you weren't really able to, like, focus or, like, really examine, like, in any nuanced way, um, like, why the families were like this. It was just kind of like, these people are awful, like, and the two main characters never want to be anything like them. But, like, that's how families end up. Um, and it, but it never really, it never really talks about any of the uh, other characters, um, except like to be weird caricatures of like what families are, Mm -hmm. um, which I just thought was weird. Yeah. Whereas like American Beauty and Revolutionary Mm -hmm. Road, like focusing on it is like, like he gets into it and like all the motivations and everything are really kind of like locked down yeah i feel like maybe the fact that he tried to spread himself too thin like this is everything that's wrong with families ever and then it's like okay so this is like too much if you try to do so many things at once you spread yourself too thin so i feel yeah definitely that could definitely be a factor um that's actually a good segue into Revolutionary Road. Like you said, um, Revolutionary Road really does explore one family like very, very deeply. And it's about this uh, couple, the Wheelers, um, who are played by Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. And they're like, I don't know, we start seeing them as like a couple that just got together. But then like very quickly we go into them Uh, in their current state of life, which is, like, they have two kids, they're living in the suburbs, which is, like, weird, because at the beginning of the movie, they seem to be, like, very free spirits, and, like, they would never do that, but they end up Mm -hmm. in this, like, 10-hour-a-day job, and the girl, um, Kate Winslet, is, like, she wants to be an artist, uh, I mean, an actress, but it doesn't work out for her, and they're, like, always fighting, and it's basically about how this couple, like, thinks that they're very removed from suburbia. They think that they're, like, special in some way, that they're just, like, not connected to that at all. But when uh, April Wheeler, uh, Kate Winslet, like, suggests that they move away, like, to find themselves in Paris, like, it ends up, like, breaking down. So, yeah, for me, I thought this was, like, super interesting because, mm-hmm. like, not only the way that we see the couple interact, but the way that we see the other, like, neighbors, uh, s- how they see the couple, I guess. Uh, there's, like, another couple, I don't remember who they are, but they're, like, they're couple friends, and they always do everything as couples, because that's what couple friends do. And, like, they just seem to be so torn apart when this, uh, when the Wheelers decide that they're gonna move away because what what are we gonna do they're like breaking this like stereotype of suburbia like what's going on yeah but, like it's just weird because like they just uh i think it's just this very interesting perception of the american dream because the the couple friends it's part of the american dream to have your couple friends and go out for drinks and dancing and oh this is set like in the 50s by the way
So it's just this like very, um, very succinct dream and image that they seem to be sticking to. But like it doesn't work out for them, which is a thing. Like it never works out in Sam Mendes movies. Like it's always yeah. about how the American dream doesn't work out, and you're actually gonna have a super dysfunctional family that just is not very fun. And what I specifically saw like a lot in this movie that I like give props to Sam Mendes to for like expanding slightly, is like he explored gender roles in a way where that we actually see the woman more for once. Like, I felt like in American Beauty, it was very much about exploring the male psyche and how the male is, like, I don't know, uh, affected by this, like, weird, stagnant lifestyle that you get from the American dream. But in this one, uh, in a Revolutionary Road, I feel like Kate Winslet's character is, like, very important uh, in the sense of, like, seeing how gender roles and, like, this idea of masculinity ends up silencing women so this like character that is full of dreams and aspirations and sees her husband as a dude that's like totally outgoing and willing to do anything for his dreams she ends up like being torn down throughout the movie yeah totally so yeah i thought that was like interesting the one thing about revolutionary road like i thought it was a beautiful movie i thought it was beautifully shot i thought it was really well acted um and I thought it was also, like, a really, like, devastating story, mm-hmm. um, was that I just seemed like a more mature, like, adult, um, sorry, did I say American Beauty or Revolutionary Road? You said Revolutionary I meant Road. Revolutionary Road. Okay, cool. I thought it was, like, a more adult version of American Beauty. Like, it's still, like, kind of, like, they, they're people who want to be anything but ordinary, but, like, they are, they've, like, become ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um and like, while I don't like, I like I don't think that they're the same movie. Um, I think they're very different. But I don't know. Like, it just like isn't it isn't like different enough for me to be like they're like I have to kind of compare them. And like, I, they don't really come up as very individual. It just seems like a, like if you just put American Beauty in like the fifties and sixties. Okay, I can see that. Uh, one thing that, like, I do see as, like, both a similarity and a difference, I guess, um, is, like, the dreamlike quality that American Beauty has. I feel like it's such a kind of fantasy that we have going on in American Beauty. Like, oh, what? what, Like, the the dad going after the daughter's friend? Like, that's weird. And we have a lot of these, like, weird fantasy shots with the roses being, like, a big thematic thing that's in there. Um, Mm -hmm. So it does end up being this almost dreamlike atmosphere that's created, which I don't see in Revolutionary Road, which is why, like, I agree with you in the sense of, like, yeah, it's a more adult version, but uh, there's a shot where Kate Winslet is, like, running through the woods after a big fight she has with Leo, and it's, like, that has a very American beauty quality to it, because it's just this like weird whimsical thing like what's actually going on with this relationship it's the kind of thing that you don't expect to be happening in suburbia but i feel like sam mendes's point is like well it's what always happens you just don't hear about it because it's perfect caricature of family yeah so yeah it's, it's an interesting thing to consider um what i find interesting about sam mendes is that like he made all these movies about um, 
like family life and then turned around and made like the last two Bond movies. Yeah. Like, which is like the ultimate Bachelor film, um, which is such a weird choice, I think, for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very like confused when I was looking through his filmography and I'm like, oh, and also he did the last two Bond movies. Yeah, um, like I, what? I mean, I guess it makes sense in in terms of exploring the male psyche because it's like, oh, the ultimate masculine thing that we have to explore. So mm-hmm. I guess like he gave a new take on James Bond in that way. But like to be quite honest, I haven't watched those two Bond films. So I like I can't comment on that too much. I do agree that it's kind of weird because there's like no family related things in Bond. It's all about James Bond and saving yeah. the world and whatnot. So yeah, it was. A I weird have never thing. seen them either. Okay. I was like gonna watch it, and I was like, nah. Like, <laughs> I'd rather watch the other ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fair. Well, I, um, I have heard. Mm-hmm. I have heard that um, Road to Perdition, um, which I don't. It's not about like family. Um, my mom loves that movie, <laughs> but she's um, she said that it's like it's like Tom Hanks, and he is like saving his son, but it's like mainly just Tom Hanks and this boy. Um, like running away from mobsters on a road to, to perdition, perdition, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I think that was probably like, while well, American Beauty got like such like a big kind of like boom, like everyone was like, whoa, like this dude. Um, I think Rogue Vision was like a solid follow up that really showed that like his diversity. Yeah. Um, because also, that also is a period movie. Like, I think that's in, like, the 30s and 40s. Um, and I've, I've heard really amazing things about it. I almost yeah, yeah. watched it, but then I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my roommate, who, like, works in film, was telling me, oh, when he saw that I was watching Revolutionary Road, he's like, oh, so you've seen Road to Perdition. And I'm like, I'm sorry, no. But, yeah, I've heard good things. So maybe I'll go away and watch that. But we are running out of time now. So I just wanted to thank everyone for being with us today. And, yeah, just, Dora, are you ready? I was born ready. Okay, so shout out to Meryl Streep. Shout out to Meryl Streep. Bye. Boom.